0: <laughs> yes, sir. Oh, I guess I'll leave it plugged in. You're taking good. Done a good job. As always. You know, I even had the banjo player tuned up today. One announcement I forgot to make, and I'll do that right quick is uh, over here, if you brought food and all on uh, Christmas Eve and forgot to get your pan, there's some of them over there on that far pew, so be sure and pick it back up. We, uh, we want you to have your pan back so that next time you can bring some more. Isn't that the way I was supposed to say that, B.C.? Yeah, refill it and come back with it, right? Refill it and come back very good all right if you have your bibles if you're taken open up to the book of proverbs the book of proverbs chapter 16 this is a brand new year a lot of things go on with the new year as y'all know and everybody starts making plans on what they're going to have happening in the future years and uh, throughout this year and things that they want to have different from last year and better this year and all sorts of uh things and and all to be able to do but there's a thing about our planning and so the title of the message is plans mine or his and that's what each one of you have to think about plans you're making are they yours or are they his and so we want to look at that today in the had something take place this past week and so uh, really it's a praise and everything but it brought in about the plans and what happens when we trust his plan versus ours so chapter 16 of proverbs if you're able to stand i invite you to do so to honor the reading of god's word chapter 16 won't make you stand long and verse Lost my place, sorry. Chapter sixteen and verse nine. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Let that sink in a minute. A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. He may be seated. you know, ain't not had that short of scripture reading in a while, have you? There's a lot said there. I want you to really give that consideration. We make all sorts of plans. But at the final stage, it's His direction that sets our feet in motion. If they're to be successful. And even if we go off on our plans. He has a way of bringing us back around. To where his plans are. David put it another way in Psalm 119. The longest psalm of of all. Looking at 119 in verse 105. David writes your word is a lamp to my feet and a light. To my path, I have sworn and confirmed that I will keep your righteous judgments. How true that is. If we allow Him to lead that old dark road of uncertainty and we play the what if game and what if this happens, what if that happens, suddenly those things become fully illuminated. You can see it taking place. You see, suddenly why you're in that direction. You also see the pitfalls of what you or I may have thought would be the best way to handle it. God's already got that taken care of. Most of the time, you know, we're a society today that's to a degree concerned about offending people and making them unhappy, and, you know, the hardest job of any any leader of any organization, doesn't matter what it is, I don't care if you just, you know trying to make supper or whatever, and you load a dishwasher or do the washing or whatever it is, even just a man and a woman living you know together as husband and wife can have different ideas about how things are done. Now, I know the rest of you guys probably don't have a wife like that, but mine will immediately tell me if I have been in there as she's been sick, so been, you know, Jacob and I trying to help, we load up the dishwasher, And she said, that ain't where they go. You don't load those up there. You put them down here. What difference does it make? Water goes all the way up on all of them. Well, they don't do it. Yes, dear. Okay. There's a certain order, right? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, there you go. You know, and I would never be that way. Well, you should have done it this way, right? Jacob ain't here to tell off. Okay. (laughs) But we have our ways of doing things, and it's not that they're wrong. It's not that somebody else's is wrong. But the old, you know, the old proverb that there's nine ways to kill a cat, yeah, that's true. You can skin them out all different ways. But it's what we're used to see, you know what, one of the hardest things for you and I to do is trust. We commit things to the Lord and ask him to take care of whatever the issue is. Do the plan. You, Lord, I'm going to follow your plan. And yet, then we start inching back over trying to grab hold of that steering wheel of where we want to go. We have to make a commitment. And what I just read there in, in Psalms says you're a light and... My, your word is a light unto my, you know, my path, a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my ways. And the very next verse says, I will commit, and I'm paraphrasing, I will commit to your righteous judgment, whatever you think best. And then we turn around and try to do the opposite. Jesus exemplified that. Turn with, if you will, To Matthew chapter 6. and I want you to think about the consequences. Matthew chapter 6. In Matthew chapter 6 he gives us what is known as the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer. The disciples earnestly asked and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. How is the right way to approach the throne of grace? How is the right way to come to our Heavenly Father? And in chapter 6, he comes here and he says, and starting in verse 7, he says, When you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. We've talked about that before so many times with churches. We get into a habit or a ritual of doing things a certain way, and you know, we're creatures of habit. Sometimes people sit where you normally sit. And I'm a people watcher. I get kinda I get kind of tickled at people. I was at the deal yesterday, like I said, and there was people, you know, it was hot and you people gotta go to the bathroom and everything. But anyway, there's chairs there. And so they had a lot of people that were sitting down and uh this feller gets up and goes outside or goes to the bathroom. I don't know where he went, but he went away for a little bit. And when he come out, there's another guy sitting in his chair. And he come back over and was just stunned like. And he stood there for a good while. You know, where I was sitting. There wasn't no sign on it. You know, but he was just stunned. It was just, man, took him out of it, you know. And fortunately, some lady had another chair, and she goes, here, there's an open chair over here. Oh, okay. And he toddled off. His paths and his plans got changed, right? I thought for a little bit he was just going to sit down in the guy's lap. You know, he'd have Santa Claus all over again. But it's neat watching people, and sometimes, you know, I see that here in the church, and you have to move. And we kind of laugh and joke, and somebody, you know, at times and go, You don't belong there. You belong over there. So we get used to it. And we have plans that we make day in and day out. And when those plans or routines, if you will, get upset, it seems to affect our whole day, right? It's just not in sync anymore. It's like, man, I've got to get back to what I normally, is. just out. Look at Jesus' model prayer. He says, don't do these vain repetitions. Therefore, do not be like them in verse 8. For your Father knows the things you have need of even before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There's nowhere in there about, Lord, bless our plans, make our plans work. Your will be done. Your kingdom come. Do it all as here on earth as you do things in heaven because it's perfection. Jesus not only prayed that at the time of showing a model prayer, Flip over to chapter 26 of Matthew for a moment. And this is kind of where the rubber hits the road here and how he addresses this. Matthew 26, verse 39. Jesus is in the Garden of Gethsemane before he is arrested, and, and the trials and everything begin. And he's there with the disciples. He's asked them to come and to pray with him and Tells them to stay, and he says, I'm going to go on over there and pray a little bit. And here in verse 39 in his prayer, I'll bring you into it with 38. Then he said to them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and he fell on his face, prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Contemplate that a minute. Jesus didn't want to die. So what if, we play that what if game all the time. So what if he would had done his will, not the Lord's will? Where would that put you and I? People before us, people after us, the world at large, where would that have put you and I? You see, it's not about what we see and what we think. That's why there's a lot of times, whether it's a job or a marriage or a death, it can be anything. We don't understand, but we have to trust. and that's hard. Lord, why why did you choose this time for me to get sick? or why did you why did you choose them to take them out? they were young? We have all sorts of whys, but it's not ours to do. And Jesus not only talked about it as a model prayer, But then he comes and actually executes what his sentiments are. He said, let this cup pass from me, if it's possible. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Not mine, but yours. Our heart, our desire, the old self, even though we may know the Lord, We still have to fight back that. Paul tells us that over and over again, that it's a constant battle, and it is. And we progressively get better at it because through practice and setting new habits that we yield our will to his. And that's what it's all about. When we accept Jesus Christ, we have yielded self to our Lord. Now we have to learn how to execute that in our lives. It's what we do daily and what His Spirit does within us, working with us, perfecting us, making us ready for heaven. Because you see, if we went up there where we are when we we're first saved, then we've still got all that contention to go through. And the Lord doesn't want contention. So, this past week, I'll give you an example. The guys that worked for me, that team of testing commissioning folks, we realized and we'd been doing the studies that really to the norm of what the market is out there. My guys were getting asked to come different places and they let me know. They're wanting to stay where they are. But we were significantly, through the passage of the past few years, the market has really changed for testing commissioning guys. They're very specialized in what they do. There's not that many of them, uh, and there's a huge gap between experienced ones and ones just going to school to learn, and there's nothing in between. You've already heard that in the news. With In all vocations, it's that way, but again, to pray about it and write it up and everything, and I committed it to the Lord, and I said, Lord, when I started seeing the percentages, I thought, boy, this ain't going to float very far. This is going to be tough. But Lord, it's yours, and I gave it to him. So because the only way this is going to pass, and I mean we're talking percentages above thirty to get them where they need to be, actually above forty on some of them. Now that's hard for any administration to swallow, right? And so the first thing was I did my due diligence and I wrote my letter up to my boss and I send that up and it goes, he approves it. He sends it up to his boss and his boss says, well, send it over to HR and let them do a comparison. Now, if any of y'all ever worked for a big corporation, HR is not where you want it to go, okay? HR has funny ideas. Well, number one, but I thought, you know, Lord, I said, this is yours. If not, Most of these guys, if not all of them, is going to go somewhere else. So it's yours on how you want to handle it. You want us to move on, we'll move on. Well, the first thing that happened was I get an email back from a lady named Erin. Didn't even know our HR had it, but suddenly over the past few weeks, she'd been with us three weeks, they hired people to make that department of compensation analysis and she's a senior comp analysis well cool didn't even know we had them so she does her analysis and we were not more than a dollar and 52 cents apart on one of them i was low by five cents and the other one of them i had a dollar 52 cents too much And we talked and she said don't worry about that," she said. "Plus or minus two dollars, five dollars," he said. "That's just in who you called, who I call. I also learned that the old way of doing it, where you called, you know, through your relationships of talking to people, as we've always done for PDs, companies, you call who you know and you go, "Hey, what is y'all favorite? Where do you bring people in?" I mean, you're trying to get this analysis from competitors, and they do the same thing back. You yeah, illegally, you can't do that anymore. She said, you can't do that. Whoops, it's already done. She said, well, the good news is mine lines up right with you and did it the right way. Okay. So feel very good about that. Well, thank you, Lord. There we go. So it's got to go up because of that, the amount, it ends up having to be approved by the CEO of the company. Now, we are a company of about 12,000 people with all of them together, this corporation. And I'm thinking, what does he know? He wouldn't know us if we walked in there. Probably doesn't know we exist. But yet, he's going to have the determination. And she tells me, no problem. I'll write up my deal and show where yours at and where it is, blah, 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 blah. Okay. So this started in October. I started with her in November, first week of November. So we're trying to come to the end of the year because I know some of these offers; these guys have got to make a decision by the thirty-first of December, stay or go. They have offers on the ground, written offers, and they gave them till January first, make it or second to make a decision. So along the way, I check in with everybody. And, uh, you know, how's it going? Talk to my boss, and he goes, oh, it's already up above me. It's gone to the next level, and you're at the fourth level, and then all we'll have is the final level. Well, I get word right before Christmas, hey, everything's good. No problem. It's going through. Well, I'm still a little hesitant to say anything to the guys, and then it dawns on me, I thought, You know, I put this in the Lord's hands. If it's supposed to happen, it's supposed to happen. Well, my boss calls me back and he says, hey, fourth guy's already approved it. He said uh, the CEO is going to go with what all they say and the analysis. You can let the guys know it's done. Okay, thank you, Lord. So I let them know. Great Christmas gift, right? They cancel out the other orders. So on the morning of January the second, everything's supposed to go into play January first. I wake up, everybody's ready to go back to work. First email I get it's seven fifteen in the morning. CEO has denied all the raises. We go to panic mode, right? And I'll tell off on myself. My first inclination is whoa 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 buddy. I try to call my boss. Get his voicemail. I wait a little bit. And usually he's good about coming back. And don't get his call back. I go to the boss above him. I get his voicemail. Her. I call my little Erin over in HR. I get her voicemail. You know how I am about threes, right? Third time. Got it, Lord. You're in control. I let go. You want it, you do it. I committed this to you now. I'm trying to take it back. It's not my plans. It's your plans. I'm going to leave it alone. Through the course of that day, I get a call from the director of HR who says, I think Mr. Tom has totally misunderstood this, and he gave his reason that because they're going to have annual reviews that are coming up in March or whatever. He said, I don't think, and and I could already see the Lord working because you have to do it in a computer system, right? Well, he approved it in the computer system, but the narrative said these are not approved. So they're sitting there with an approval and a not approval in the same deal. So he said, we've got to get a hold of him and we're going to talk to him and walk through this that we understand this is not a part of that. and There's other things that if they get it at this point, then they're not eligible for the little Pay raise. Well, that little pay raise is like three, five percent. It's meaningless compared to where we're trying to go. By the end of the day, I start getting emails through that system. Every single one of them was approved. My plan was to immediately start calling and saying, hey, look, we need to have a discussion. Let's have a call. And God blocked it. I don't have any doubt. Because after that I started getting callbacks from those guys that I had called. I didn't get no call back until I'd already gotten the emails saying everything's approved. So now I gotta go, ah, eh, false alarm, never mind. Don't pay any attention that I called you. I was stupid and wasn't following what the Lord wanted, and I apologize. Folks, if you're interested in it, God's interested in it. I stand and tell you, he's interested in every single aspect of our lives. Proverbs here says, man's heart makes plans. But it he's the one who directs the steps. More than likely, had I got a hold of the people I wanted to talk to, it would have been a mess. But the Lord touched other people. And Lord, you got it. You going to change the CEO's mind? Change it. It got changed. Word came back that, oh, I totally misunderstood this deal. That's a heck of a misunderstanding because these guys done cancel now. They're going to be mad. They ain't got no raise, but now they don't even have other jobs that was open to them. Yeah, we were fixing to have a mess. But if he'll do it in something that simple, that in all honesty, wasn't, it didn't personally affect me. It affected work, but not wasn't my income or anything. But he worked through people and satisfied everybody in there. If he does that, what will he do in your life, in my life? And he really brought home this message. Same thing Jesus gave. Your will be done as it is in heaven here on earth. Your will. It's not about our plans. It's about His. You and I can take comfort in that that He does have everything in control. All we have to do is yield to Him. So the plans that you make, yes, there's some that we make that are totally within line of what the lord but the things that you and i do sometimes we take for granted maybe we need to back up and start out by giving it to him from the very get-go lord this is what i'd like to do but i'm looking for your direction and your guidance on everything even loading a dishwasher guys what a difference it will make because you see at the end of the day that what we thought was going to be disaster and you can imagine you know i'm human like everybody else the thoughts that run through my mind of, oh yeah and i've got all this work scheduled for 2024 now i got nobody who's going to do it and that's going to ruin the reputation and just blah 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 you know if the mind goes berserk But when I grabbed hold of those emotions, you could hear that old little demon voice over here. That calm and peace was over here going, you committed it, let go. That Holy Spirit saying, we got this. Nothing to fear, nothing to worry about. You gave it to the Father. The Father will handle it. And I'm here to tell you, the Father did handle it. So where's your plans? you want you running with yours or are you running with his? See if we run his and we look to him, our plans suddenly change to be in sync with what he asks, what he desires in everything we do. And literally I will tell you I sit there bowed my head and I said yes Lord you got it I need to let go I should have never doubted you for an instant you had it all the way through the steps like I told you we didn't have that department and I'm sitting there thinking hmm wonder what she's gonna come back with and I mean she runs a gamut across they use a lot of government stuff and other other ways that they do it she explained it all but Mine I thought was much more simpler. See, my way versus that way. But she did all that, and to be, and that's why she said, to be a dollar and 52 cents off ain't nothing. He had it from get go all the way through. It's not because I'm so smart, it's because he's faithful. He's faithful. And I looked at that when all that took place, and I thought, you know, Lord, you had that. We didn't even have that department. You put it into play before I ever knew it. When I started in October, here it is in play in November. Here everything went down in December. Yeah, hit January with a stumbling block. But again, it was just a reminder to me if I let him have it, it works. And I'm not special. He does the same thing for you. He is interested in his kids. Just like we are. If we know how to be of a good parent. How much more does he know how to be the parent? Trust him. Yield it to him. Invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.